Looking at the best things to do in London and beyond? From food to fitness, bars to going out, this is the AT, the About Time Podcast. Hello and welcome to our Christmas special. Ep 3, baby. We're feeling festive. Pretty festive. We, we were going to wear Christmas jumpers, but then I couldn't face going to Primark. Yeah, no, no one, no one should go to Primark. But I will, I will be investing in wrong very soon. So we're recording today at Jove in London, one of our favourite coffee shops in the capital, which also has a very trendy, trendy co-working space downstairs from £8 an hour. You can come down here and work. And very we, peaceful. We love it. It's cosy. There's a concierge. They've got fast Wi-Fi and printers. Central it, heating. <laughs> just everything. Yeah. It's got everything you need. It's on Charlotte Street. So what are we talking about today, Alicia? Um, Christmas, yeah, obviously. A lot of festive fun. Um, but we're going to kick off with a trend that is sweeping the capital. Mm-hmm. Apres ski pop-ups. Okay. Um, what is an apres ski pop-up when it's at home? It's a pop-up with a lot of booze. <laughs> And maybe some fondue. <laughs> and some fake snow. Yes, basically. So where can you find the Apro Ski pop-ups? Where are the hot ones? Um, well, there's one at the Parlour Bar by uh, Verve Clico. It's a Canary Wharf favourite. Um, and it's a decks out with skis, cosy throws, champs. Just all the champs. All the bubbles. Um, and if you order a, a bottle... Casual. Um, they'll throw in some delicious charcuterie for free. Amazing. There's another one at Sky Garden on Fenchurch Street, and they're doing one with Moe. Um, again, like all the works, faux fur, skis, everything alpine, and just all the bubbles. Bubbles will be flowing. Corks will be flying. <laughs> just Yeah, so basically, if you can't get to Courcheval this year, it's fine, because you can just go... To go, Sky Garden. Go to Sky Garden instead. Really nice views, actually, by the way. I think one of my favourite kind of news stories this week about at-risky um, pop-ups is the one at the Mi Hotel. Because for the bargain price of £600, you can No, have... no, no, Charles. 650 Oh, sorry. Pounds. £650 sorry. Pounds per cable car. The amount of your rent <laughs> for a month. So £650. You can get 10 people in, though. So it's oh, five yeah. quid ahead. It's yeah. okay. Um, and you can have your own cable car. And it includes all the food... A bottle of Grey Goose, selection of juices, important, um, and a Magnum of Verve Kiko yellow label. Can I just say that the um, the cable car doesn't actually move? Yeah, we were a bit confused by this at first, and then yeah, we looked at the photos. Yeah, and you get the lift up. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you get the lift up to we, sit in a cable car on the roof that doesn't move. We literally. I'm not selling this. We did sit in the office for about twenty minutes looking at the photos, and Lissy was like, "Where does the cable car come up from?" I was like, "Maybe the, around the corner in Covent Garden, like up the side of the building." We we're like, "Nope, it, they just they're just stationary." Yeah, but hey. A great thing to do. Yeah, look, if you can afford to go to radio and spend 650 quid on a cable car, then do it. Why not? You get truffle fondue. There's probably some lovely canapes. <laughs> the most middle-class experience this Christmas. <laughs> do you reckon there's any of those happening in Grimsby? Um, no. You get a festive bake. It would get looted, by. wouldn't it? <laughs> what other cool festive stuff is happening in London? Um, great one. Terraces. I love a winter terrace. Um, and there's absolutely loads popping up. Um... We're going to talk about our favourites, but there are there's a hundreds. Amount. There's literally hundreds of festive terraces, and they do, do, they do all follow the same pattern mm. of having um, hot water bottles, slippers, <laughs> and boozy hot chocolates. Yeah, yeah, pretty basically. much. Um, the Churchill Bar at the Hyatt, um, fondue, obviously, 
Um, it's it's quite decked out in iconic British posters, memorabilia. Um, they've 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 gone for a vintage theme, haven't they? Kind of Churchill, yeah, inspired. And they've taken a lot of um, dishes from Churchill's cookbook as well, mm. made by his. Um, own chef that's quite fun i like the hyatt churchill i went to their pop-up last year that well their winter terrace and got like ridiculously pissed on boozy hot chocolate because you don't you don't think you can get drunk on green and blacks hot chocolate but they put quite a lot of rum in it had a couple yeah got an uber Uber, (laughs) obviously got an uber um no and they also talking about green and blacks um good news is that still on the menu is the green and blacks chocolate fondue Mm. it's a crowd pleaser who doesn't love chocolate fondue um what's next there's another great one called skylight um which is at tobacco dock uh tobacco dock in whopping i can't say i've ever been to whopping have you you know i've actually been to skylight in whopping yeah um whopping no it's whopping it's definitely whopping is it okay it's It's not whopping um it's on the rooftop of tobacco dock it's it's a big space Mm. um it's like two three levels loads of bars um it's got a rooftop ice rink yeah i think that's what sets this one apart and why we chose it is a rooftop ice rink is pretty exciting and quite revolutionary um they've also said that they've got cutting edge djs whatever that means And ice hockey shooting. Yeah, but a lot of indoor and outdoor heated areas, gels, which I think an outdoor heated area is a must mm. for a winter terrace. Definitely. I think the people of Wapping are going to be deeply excited by this. Um, because let's. Does anything happen in Wapping? Maybe. In Wapping. In Wapping. Um, but yeah, there's loads of uh, seasonal drinks. You've got some street food. Again, an apres ski classic. You've got fondue. <laughs> Obviously. I'm sick of talking about fondue now. So the last one that we picked out, which we're quite excited about, is Bernardi's, which is a really lovely Italian restaurant in Marlebone. And they've gone for an Italian Alps-themed winter terrace. So, you know, all the kind of twinkling fairy lights and fir trees, but they're also doing some pretty exciting winter drinks. So they've got a spicy hot Negroni, which is pretty cool. Hot Negroni, quite revolutionary. Yeah, and is. homemade pasta, little antipasti, just the works. Um, very good pasta. Get some ragu in. Yeah, I'd also actually like to throw in another one Go if on. I can. Mm-hmm. You can if I'm allowed. Um, Bluebird. Mm-hmm. So they've gone for um, they've decked out their terrace, the Nutcracker themed. Ooh, I like um, that. There's everything from a hot chocolate bar uh, to festive afternoon tea to a special winter menu. There's candy canes. There's hanging stockings. It's it's like Christmas thrown right in your face, <laughs> but in a delicious way. And I think Belvedere have sponsored the drinks there. So you've got kind of Belvedere hot espresso martinis, which sound amazing. I personally cannot tolerate an espresso martini because, I mean, I can't have a latte at 9am. I see people having an after-dinner espresso martini. I'm like, you are living life on the edge. Another thing I love about Christmas is festive treats. Mm-hmm. And boy... Is there a lot of festive treats going down in We've been sampling quite a lot of Christmas-themed delights this week. I I actually think one of my favourites is the Bread Ahead Christmas Donut. It's a Christmas pudding donut. Oh, my God. It's it's fruity, it's spiced, and it's topped with a mini gingerbread star, and it's really good. They've got a pop-up in Mayfair, so you can go try the Christmas pudding donut. Yeah. It's like a concept within a concept, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is. But do you know what? It's something... Donut, Christmas pudding, two great things have come together. Bring them together. Something else that's been happening in London is Lily Vanilly, star baker. Everyone loves Lily Vanilly. She has come up with some savoury cheese and Branston pickle mince pies. How do you feel about that, Alicia? Not good. (laughs) 
Apparently they're sweet, savoury, delicious. I don't know. But it's it, controversial and I'm I'm willing to try one. But honestly, what's wrong with a good old mince pie? That said, Sutton and Sutton, didn't they batter they did a deep fried mince pie and people went mad for yeah. it so there is a demand for the thing is though ones. if you put anything with if you cover anything in batter it's going to be delicious this is true but if that's too much for you she's also got some sweet ones she's got a bailey sticky toffee pudding with custard and salted caramel now no, that's something i can get on board yeah with. i think that's that's more our vibe um and gail's bakery have also created a christmas bun um it's dough spiraled with frangipan chocolate crumbs vanilla and iced with an orange creme fraiche that sounds, that sounds amazing it's special to be honest gales can do no wrong in my eyes everything they make is like gold ma- manna from heaven well thank you for telling about all those amazing festive things happening alicia no worries this is the at the about time podcast so, for our special Christmas episode, we're joined now by Lucy Vine and Rebecca Reed. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> feels so festive. <laughs> Jinx, Jinx, so Jinx, 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 It was beautiful. So, um, can you just introduce yourself quickly, Bex? Who are you? Um, I'm Rebecca Reed. I'm a writer and journalist and um, a person who loves Christmas. <laughs> a human person. I am similarly a human who are person. Who um, I'm a journalist and author. Um, can I plug my book? You can plug <laughs> it on. Go on, you can plug it on. Don't um, tell your agent. Okay, yeah. My, my last... I know, she's so funny, but not wait. What, are you not allowed to plug can't it? can't right? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so my new book is coming out in the new year. What, what fresh hell? <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, that'll do. So when, that's what I do. When in the new year is it coming Sorry, out? Sorry, it's coming out on the 8th of March. I'm so terrible at plugging. <laughs> you do have to at all date. leading bookshops <laughs> nationwide. Yes. But, you know, cheapest on Amazon. <laughs> so, ladies, um, so the Bex, what does Christmas look like to you? What's it like in your household? I feel really guilty. I don't have any funny Christmas stories because we take Christmas very seriously. Like, very seriously. Like, how seriously are we it's talking? It's a well-oiled machine. Like, as in, uh, one year my mum did a design for the Christmas tree on paper beforehand. Uh, we have a set colour scheme for every year. No way. I think this year's going to be Venetian Carnival. Um, <laughs> previous years have included Russian Christmas. Um, like a fun czarist Christmas, not like a communist Christmas. Um, and, yeah, basically, we have the exact same routine. We eat the same thing from Christmas Eve through to the 28th of December. Everything is perfect and nobody's allowed to fight or be cross with anybody at any time. But does that not fall apart? Uh, on the 29th, which is my okay. birthday, we have oh. a big row. Perfect. Every <laughs> year. Christmas birthdays are the... Do you get, do you get any presents because your birthday's on the 29th? I have made it very clear that it's unacceptable not to. <laughs> and the first year that I was with my husband, he used Christmas wrapping paper on my birthday present. Mm. No. Now, if you have a... Because dis- like, you're, you're January. You, your birth- Jelly's birthday's January. So yeah. you know that it's quite stressful. But if it's actually in... Merineum, the space between Christmas and New Year. It's a bit so professional. Can I say, like, so. That's a bit of a no man's land. It's yeah, a horrible time. Nobody uh, yeah. Wherever you have your party, you're in the wrong place. Half your friends are all in London, half of them are all at home. Yeah. So always in the wrong place. Uh, double presents, unless you make a big fuss about it, which I do. Christmas wrapping paper on your birthday presents. You wouldn't do that in July, would you? <laughs> Although it's I have a- to say, my brother does um, wrap my birthday present in Christmas wrapping paper, and mine is in August. So, <laughs> yeah, it just might be a brother thing. <laughs> that may well be. <laughs> to be fair, at least your brother's getting you a present. Yeah, that's true. It was like um, a VHS last <laughs> It was It was not a VHS. Yeah, he used VHS. He Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, my brother's Was it useless. all something good, or...? I can't even remember. I gave a it back. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Regifted straight back. 
And Lucy, what does Christmas look Sorry. like in your household? Um, it's it's kind of the opposite. It's absolute <laughs> bedlam because um, I've got such a huge family and I've got ten nieces and nephews and I'm the youngest of five. Wow. And we all sort of gather around my mum's and we still try and do Father Christmas like on my mum's bed. <laughs> so there's like oh. a whole host of adults and then some children crammed into the middle and we're all sort of falling off the edges. And then it just takes all day to do everything because. Um, there's so many of us so we try and open presents um, so how many are you talking about as all of you well it does depend sometimes my oldest brother and sister and their families don't come round. but then there's like last year I think there was um, hold on let me think about this there was like 12 of us <laughs> so I'm really interested that you still do for all the Christmas because my mum has been threatening to stop doing me a stocking since I was 18 and every year she's like well this year I bought something but next year no more stockings and then oh. I got married and she was like well you're married now so definitely no stockings <laughs> and then she was like this year okay just your last one your last send off oh. stocking I think she's still going to be doing them on a 40 just yeah. get out just forever so, I still have a stocking do you yeah. and yeah. I'm interested in the stocking thing as well because we have pillowcases <laughs> we are also a pillowcase family okay oh good yeah because let's face it you can't get that exactly. much in what is effectively just a large sock I know although <laughs> the pillowcase does seem to be emptier every year which I'm pretty furious about it might be the sort of being naughty thing though <laughs> you never experienced such a unique like face at the glass feeling apart from being Jewish at Christmas I'm just sitting here I'm like this oh, all sounds just with a Hanukkah candle so this all sounds so lovely do you, do you do a Hanukkah stocking we do do like a Christmaka but it's always mm. like it's always Christmaka, a Christmaka like, like a Christmas Hanukkah did you not watch the OC it's a Christmaka. only when Marissa died well, okay. spoiler alert! <laughs> Today, didn't you? So we, we do we do what we think is done on Christmas, but in this kind of awkward fashion where we're not quite sure. This is what people do. So we like, yeah, we'll have like some Jewish chicken and wear a Christmas jumper, and it's all kind of confusing. But yeah, we take bits of it. But Alicia's promised me she's going to get me an advent calendar this year. Yeah, well, you've never had an advent. No. I know. Oh. I'm so deprived. Can you down to the birth of somebody who isn't hugely relevant to your religion. No, <laughs> weird thing to do. I, I mean, I'm not religious at all, so I don't have any excuse. But I still want it. <laughs> want all the stuff yeah what's your Bex I associate you very much with Christmas like you seem like a festive human to me what is that <laughs> yeah like when I think Christmas I think Bex um, what's, <laughs> what's your favourite thing about Christmas oh my god I don't know where to start I actually think sorry that Bex had a leading role in the nativity play oh I was Mary just to oh clarify you are so right I was Mary <laughs> um, but I grew up in a very like shishi part of um, southwest London where the nativity play was written by a BBC scriptwriter. <laughs> And it had no. a subplot about Herod. And one year I was Herod, there was a whole thing about his motivation, power struggles, people influencing him in the wrong ways. Oh it was really God. beautifully written. So that was actually my crowning glory. <laughs> so your parents got their money's worth that year. Oh, yeah, it was like, also, it was like, I didn't realise most nativity plays aren't an hour and a half long. Ours was. <laughs> Did it have an intermission? Yes. It <laughs> yes. had an intermission. Yes. Oh and God. fully choreographed and costumed. Was there mini tubs of ice cream like you get in the theatre? I think it was just normal wine and mince pies, but it was. <laughs> It was a proper spectacle. That is fantastic. So that used to be my favorite thing about Christmas. Donkey is a very important role. No, I don't think I was even the main donkey. (laughs) An auxiliary donkey. We used to just put a tea towel on the head. There's a shepherd. That's what happens in (laughs) Christmas. Is that cultural appropriation? That's racist. Would you be allowed to do that? I'm calling racist. <laughs> oh god, we're gonna get trolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, racist. Yeah, I think so. 
Lucy, what's Grimsby. your what's your Christmas Sorry, tipple of choice? <laughs> what's my what? What's your Christmas tipple? What do you like uh, to drink? Anything with alcohol in it. Okay. Uh, Bailey's. I love it. Any oh, excuse for a Bailey's. Who doesn't love Bailey's? Yeah, apparently my mum's obsessed with sherry, though. So, apparently people yeah. do Bailey's on cornflakes on Christmas morning. What? That's the thing people do. No, it's not. Get them out. Who are these monsters? I, 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 I have heard that this happens. I was shocked. Does it happen in your house, though? Don't no, tell me these things, so then we're going to start doing it. Our doom this. This is what the Christians are doing. I've been told it. Yeah. Bailey's on everything. For little baby Jesus. It's what you would have wanted. True story, my boyfriend also Jewish didn't eat mince pies for he had his first mince pie last year because he thought they had mince meat in them oh, and he keeps kosher and then I was like it's okay you can eat one he kept saying no no it's I'm vegetarian I was very confused by his behaviour <laughs> oh that's really so sweet cute. have you had any uh, Christmas disasters Lucy oh that's tricky um, well I was just thinking my niece last year um, I've got a very hilarious five year old I've got a million nieces and nephews but um, is one this one your t- favourite this one's my favourite Tilly um, <laughs> just in case they listen to this in a few years <laughs> I like to them keep them on their toes, make sure they're competing for my love. Um, so Tilly, she's so funny, and she, what she, she'd have been four then, and um, my mum got them all these sort of life-size dolls who were like th- their height. They're really creepy. These dolls, have you seen them? This sounds terrifying. Yeah, but like they're not like a mannequin. They're not gr- adult height. Then, <laughs> so so they were sort of um, eye line with this four-year-old, my four-year-old niece. And last year. Um, <laughs> course the first thing you did with your barbies is strip those barbies naked so there's this like sort of child-sized doll that tilly immediately stripped naked and then just started lap dancing with her it was so weird and funny and i just oh, could God. not stop laughing it's the kind of thing if you would have filmed it, it would have gone viral yeah i mean yeah. i definitely did film it yeah but yeah. i didn't think yeah, yeah. Or, we don't yeah, that's, yeah i didn't not for the I thought it would uh, attract the wrong kind of crowd you know <laughs> so i did it brilliantly. i do have a video though <laughs> i'll show you bex what's the worst christmas present you've ever been given can I do you my worst Christmas first okay go on I love this story I just remembered it so like I said we have perfect Christmas we are very good at Christmas one thing we couldn't foresee was that there would be a power cut across the village on the 23rd stretching through on so 23rd we're all like oh this is lovely it's like being in Little Women 24 hours later it was like the last days of Sodom and Gomorrah people were literally thinking about murdering each other I was newly with my boyfriend and obviously couldn't get any signal and couldn't get any Wi-Fi. so my mum found me crying into a payphone because I wanted to talk to him then at about 9 o'clock we tended to drive around the village working out who had lights on to see who had power to see if we could like go in and steal their power and then it came back on the twenty first of on the twenty fourth, um, but half the village still didn't have it, and people had to barbecue their turkeys. Amazing! Oh my God. What did you do with your turkey? No, oh, we have an Argus, so we were fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most middle class thing ever. <laughs> Thank God for the Argus. It's a real triumph for the working man. <laughs> what's, what's the worst present you've got? Um, it's so bad. They've all been really good. One year, my mum couldn't bother, so she just bought everyone an iPad. Oh my god! Yeah, she just said I couldn't shop. Can I be Here's my buddy? Can I be adopted? <laughs> yes, you can come experience what Christmas is like. Oh god! Well, one Hanukkah, my mum says eight days of Hanukkah. My mum got me a pencil case on the first day, and then seven pencils for the next night. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of stationery. I'm actually quite jealous. Yeah, but a pencil a night. It was a all pencil. from Poundland. Yeah, I was like, Mum, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Do other she didn't even throw in a pencil sharp. No. Yeah. Two yeah. questions. Number one, which day of Hanukkah did you realise it was just going to be pencils? 
it was day three and I was like, there's a theme of just getting yeah. pencils here. And Although, t- I, yeah, I was going to say, um, the, the first year we tried to reciprocate the Father Christmas thing for our parents. Um, we did, as children, wrap up sort of 20 biros so that they would have Aww. things to open. <laughs> but they were just biros. So we take it in turns and we're quite um, just one at a time, present at a time, and we go from oldest to youngest. And it was just pen after pen opening my poor parents. Oh, that must take hours anyway. Oh, yeah. And imagine with the more children that have arrived as part of it, it's absolutely insane. We just run at them. Yeah, we wait no, as we long don't. as we can. We get to we're about very maybe... appreciative for Father Christmas yeah, for every we just, present. <laughs> we, just, we just attack them. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show, Stan, oh, sharing all your Christmas stories. Not at all. I wish oh, you, you so festive much. blessings. Is that a thing that Chris didn't say? Who knows? What would you say for Hanukkah? What's the like? Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. There's no like fun Yiddish expression. Merry Hanukkah. There's a theme basically with uh, with Jewish holidays. It's they tried to kill us. Let's eat. Yeah. That's the that's the <laughs> we survived. Let's eat. So and we, sometimes dress up. Very Thanksgiving. So we eat donuts at Hanukkah if you're wondering. Oh, well, that's good. I can take that. I'll culturally appropriate that. Amazing. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks. And this is this week's news in brief. We have Dishoom. It was only a matter of time before the Bombay bad boys um, moved to West London and they're opening their Kensington branch on the 15th of December. Um, the restaurant is going to feature a chef special, uh, mutton pepper fry, a spe- speciality of South Indian kitchens. Um, it's going to be great. Obviously, the bacon and egg naan is iconic. It's a classic. Um, an event coming up, Wines of Germany are teaming up uh, teaming up with Street Feast for a special event on Friday, the 15th of December. Head down to Hawker House. Um, plenty of German wine, bubbly, festive fare. They've got some Christmas giveaways going on. That's 15 quid ahead. Absolute bargain. And for another festive event, Mark Hicks and the team will ring in the festive period with a one-off celebration at Hicks Oyster and Chop House on Saturday, the 16th of December. Uh, loads of uh, drink producers... Uh, gospel choir, snacks, tipples, good times. Our next guest on our Christmas show is Oliver Malin. Hey, all. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? Good. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're on this show. Uh, nepotism. <laughs> There's no other reason why I'm sitting here. <laughs> Full disclaimer, he is in fact my brother. I think the surname. Am I? Surname really? has given it away. That's true. That's why I'm on the show. It's not just a bring your brother to work day. Isn't it? Uh, no. That's next but, week. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's vegan next week. Uh, I've come early. It was vegan early. last week. Oh, it was vegan last week. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas this week. Yes. It's all okay. going on, isn't what, it? What do you do other Furky. than being my brother? Um, <laughs> I, um, I am an artist. Um, and your older brother, which also is a full-time job. <laughs> but but what he, Oh, what's specifically, he, yeah. why am I here? Yeah, because I, I hear on the grapevine, yeah. slash doing a bit of research, yeah. that you've actually um, got a show coming up. I do, in Camden, which is uh, the, your spiritual home, uh, yeah. the About Time office. But it's not really, I'd say, in a gallery. No, it's, it's definitely not. <laughs> um, it's actually in a kebab shop. Right. Uh, but it's not any kebab shop. It's Marathon that's sort of relatively legendary because it used to do late night gigs there. Amy Winehouse once credited it as her favourite kebab place, perhaps because it was local to where she lived. So it's not on the basis of the kebabs, but just... Um, and have, they, have they hosted art exhibitions at the kebab shop before? I mean, people have been sick there, <laughs> but um, I think they may have... They, they, sick with culture. Sick, Yeah, sick with culture and hope. 
Um, I think they have done similar things, but it's mainly been um, music related. But this time it's not. So how did the idea of coming uh, come about of doing it in a kebab shop? Well, um, about three or four months ago, I approached a state agent, as I normally do when I have enough work that I think people would like to see. And I got the usual responses that um, the landlord's not interested in having a short-term tenant, blah, blah, blah. So it's for someone like me, not like a small business or a brand with investment, trying to exhibit is difficult. So you have to think outside the box. Quite literally. Yeah. And in, yeah, outside the box into the BAP. <laughs> And what treats can people pick up? Uh, well, beyond the menu at Marathon, yeah. uh, which is actually quite extensive because they do fish as well, because they don't always do fish in these kinds of places. Or a fish kebab? You can get a fish kebab, but it's fresh for the fish, because I, I saw Sevket, the owner, dip a fish in batter. Not a batter, like in... That's something I don't agree with. Just do one thing. You're either a fish and chip shop or you kebab yeah. house. Well, yes and no, because it's Turkish, so it's almost a rain... I would describe it as a Turkish worker's calf, opposed to, say, like a kebabery. <laughs> Okay. Which is, you know, you think of one thing with a kebab, just, you know, that giant bit of thing where they slice. You're not sure Oh, like a from. donkey leg. Yeah, like a donkey leg. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or a sprinter's leg. It's, yeah. it's very, yeah, it's big and defined. Um, but yeah, they, so they do a range of things. So will people be able to purchase those items? <laughs> what? What, uh, the kebabs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're not giving out canapes, you're giving out kebabs. Oh yeah, no, I'm being as cheap as possible <laughs> when it comes to this exhibition. Um, but if you use the discount code, code, you get 9% off chips at the counter. Just use the, ca- the code, code. Hold on, you get 9%? Yeah. Who decided that it was 9%? Me on the way, because I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> well, fair enough, it is quite funny. So if you want to come to exhibition, when is it? Um, it is on the 13th and 14th of December, so in a couple of days' time. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to come along, uh, so I get your data, which is the most important thing in this day and age, please get a ticket on Eventbrite. Um, so they just type in Oliver Malin, Marathon Kebab. Yes. Fantastic. And ignore all the uh, things in the newspaper and go straight to the ticket link. So I get your email address. Fantastic. Okay, well, we wish you luck with the show. and We will be there supporting you and eating all the kebabs. Thank you. See you at Christmas dinner. Jewish Christmas dinner, just Jewish. to clarify, so there's no confusion. This is the AT, the About Time podcast. And now, a word from our sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored through Book a Table by Michelin. Like us, they think we should all make the most of London and get out more. They've even got festive dining covered as our go-to destination site for restaurant recommendations running up to Christmas and beyond. If you're in need of some seasonal inspiration, tweet at Book a Table and along with their helpful followers, they'll send some festive ideas your way. You can check out their luxury Christmas menus for an unforgettable 25th day feast. Get sorted for Boxing Day lunch or see out 2017 with a spectacular New Year's Eve dinner. From Christmas-themed railway cabins in Brick Lane to Mad Hatter's festive tea, there are tons of Christmassy treats to explore. We'll be sharing some of Booker Table's top tips for festive afternoon teas, so watch this space. In the name of journalism and festive exploration, this week you've been trying all the Christmas sandwiches, and your review of the week is going to be just on Christmas sandwiches. I had 20 in one sitting. Yeah, it was actually quite horrific. My salt levels must have been through the roof. She got five in and she was like, I'm going to need some water. It was, yeah, it was, it was fun, but I, I'd consumed quite a lot of turkey, quite a lot of stuffing and quite a lot of cranberry sauce. So before I ask you what your favourite Christmas sandwiches are this year, what are you actually like? What's the criteria? What are you looking for in a sandwich? There are many things that make a good Christmas sandwich. 
The first one being this. Whatever sauce there is, cranberry, put it to the edge. <laughs> I want a good, to the edge, to the crusts. Mm. Because you can get to that crust and they can be dry, Angelica. And no one wants a dry crust, okay? Okay, so, so it's got to be an even distribution, distribution right. of the cranberry, jam, mayo, whatever. Second thing, with the stuffing, don't just put it in the middle. You know, you've got to build the sandwich like it's a game of Tetris. You've got to layer it. Layer the turkey, layer the stuffing, and layer the token greens. This is what I'm talking about. I don't think I've ever seen you look so serious. (laughs) If looks could kill. Yeah, but honestly, the, the Christmas sandwich is a beautiful, beautiful invention. And... When you get a good one, though, if all your Christmases have rolled into one, if I'm being honest. But then you can have a bad one and it can just get you... Just ruin your day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you tried 25 Christmas sandwiches last week. Yeah. What were your favourites? What were the highlights? Okay. Now, I didn't really used to like this store. I'll be honest. I used to call it the Shop of Disappointment. I only used to buy the chicken pot pie. But they've really excelled with their chicken bloomer, uh, their Christmas bloomer. Sorry, it's eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great. I mean, they've got it. It was layered to perfection. What's in the sandwich to eat? Turkey, but good quality turkey, not not pithy slivers of <laughs> of you know white poultry. This is the proper real deal. Stuffing, nice evenly spread across the the bread. You've got good amount of spinach cranberry that is a fine christmas sandwich and do you know who else benugo surprising yeah obviously it's a little bit more expensive than your average christmas sandwich but it's worth it it's on rye bread there's seeds there's nuts there's good times honestly but i'm i mean i'm not giving away but benugo is in the running um and then what were some really bad ones that you had okay i'm not starbucks Naming, naming and shaming to be honest though who goes to Starbucks for food yeah no and I agree and if I'm being honest I, I tried the veggie one as well while I was there and the veggie one is so much better what? it was three cheese it was a cheese the veggie one's a cheese toasty oh, okay. essentially. <laughs> essentially but the what was wrong with the Christmas one like the regular it was one? just lack it was just basically bread and cranberry jam bread and cranberry jam with a few token bits of spinach thrown in for you know five a day but there was just some real flavour lacking. It, there was a, it was just sad. It was dry. And the all-important question is, how was Pretz? Because people go mad for Pretz. People do go mad for Pret. Um, it was good. The only thing I would say is that it wasn't my favourite. You can taste the quality there. Mm. It's some good quality stuffing. It tangs. You know, it's a good... T- it knocks at the door. <laughs> you know, it knocks on the taste buds. And it's like, hey, boys, I'm here thing was is that it was just dolloped right in the middle of the sandwich oh Again, so the jam wasn't spread out no 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 the stuffing oh put it around you know because at the sides it was just turkey and cranberry but in the middle it was like hello party time <laughs> so I think that Pret need to work on these I've got this vision of you going to like the Pret kitchen and just going and opening all the sandwiches and yeah. just spreading out and the do you know what the thing is though is I actually looked at them to see in the packets which one was better um, but still I, I didn't I didn't choose right Wow, what a journey you've been on. Uh, what been an, an experience. Journey. I did, what I did like about Pret, I would say this, is that it didn't feature any sort of green. There was no spinach, there was no And that's rocket. what you liked about and it. And I appreciated that because they didn't try and fuddy-duddy it up. <laughs> it was just meat and condiment and stuffing and that's why I enjoyed it. 
Amazing. Well, I haven't been trying Christmas sandwiches. Um, I went and tried a Christmas set menu to, to mix oh. things up. I, I had a much easier job this week. So I went to Mele Epere, which is on Brewer Street. It's one of our favourites. It's great. Oh, God. I think we've probably been there about 10, 12 times this year. It's a little Italian trattoria. They do um, lots of barrel-aged drinks and just amazing pasta Italian food but really good good quality produce and delicious they're doing a Christmas set menu so I thought I'd try that out because I know we get asked a lot about where to take your office for a Christmas meal so they do a £28 menu which I think is pretty reasonable Mm. it's not too bad £28 and it's such a nice sociable way of eating so they start with little sharing plates they bring out five sharing plates for the whole table we're talking aubergine parmigiana burrata burrata with beetroot and hazelnuts um, all kinds of delicious things you can we made ours veggie to start with but they've also got some meatballs as well if that's if that's your jam and then for mains, you've got a choice of three main courses. So there's a, a pasta with ragu, there is a sea bream, and there's a saffron risotto. Can I just put into your review quickly? The beef ragu. It's, it's life-changing. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's also very generous in portion. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like there's nothing worse than when you go out for, <clears throat> for a set menu and your main course is just small. Yeah, no, and it's really good because... They bring out so much parmesan that you can like <laughs> stick on top, and I'm like, yes. It's and then really you finish with a pear tart and with cinnamon ice cream or some cheese. But I mean, who gets the cheese board? You've had the cheese in the, at the starter. You know, mm. you don't need cheese again. But I would, I really, honestly, ten out of ten. I thought it was so good. Twenty eight pounds. It's so. It's just such a nice atmosphere at Melee. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Everyone else has a good time, and they're really accommodating to big groups. We went with twenty people, and they were just, they were down with it. They were great. So if you're looking for a Christmas set menu, I cannot recommend it enough. And anywhere else have you been? So I went to the countryside this weekend because I'm middle class and I need breaks from London. Does that sound like very made in Chelsea? Like I just need a break from London. But I felt like I needed a break from London. So we went to the Cotswolds and we went to a pub called The Swan, The Swan at Southrop. It's owned by Time, which is this absolutely gorgeous boutique hotel in the Cotswolds. And they have a pub and it's like a very sweet village pub. You know, the kind where there's just one pub in the whole village I like that where I where I grew up but obviously not on the same level because it was pork scratchings and snappy fries but you okay. get the idea so here it's all seasonal almost all the stuff all the vegetables you're given are made in their garden which is really nice so they have their own they grow their own and it's so sweet because they just serve what's in season like lots of red kale and chicory and delicious things like that disclaimer I did go two years ago and kind of haven't really stopped thinking about it since and I think I got a little bit hyped up and then you know that thing where you go back somewhere and then you're like well is this as good as I remember I don't think it was as good as I remember which was disappointing it is still really delicious but obviously they changed the menu and there's a few things that I loved they used to do an amazing pumpkin ravioli that's not on the menu anymore um but it's still really good and if you want a little day trip outside London they do a great sticky toffee pudding Mm. and I had I had some nice fish and some good hand-cut um tagliatelle so I'd recommend it good stuff So that is the swan at South Rock and we'll finish the show on some questions yes we do um so lorna ward um tweeted us she said i want to surprise my boyfriend what shall i do in london what would you say alicia if you were going to surprise your imaginary boyfriend um oh they're just knocking down my door (laughs) um okay mac and wild have basically brought the highlands to london the scottish highlands yes um and they have in their devonshire square patio 
outdoors and um, they've erected some hunting lodges and um, so you can go and you can have a really nice dinner within one of the lodges it's really cute there's tartan blankets you know dinner drinks brunch lunch it's cool it's quirky it's really cute oh i like that i'd recommend that's a really nice idea we had another question in this was uh, from claudine levy um another disclaimer she is our food editor but she also asks questions and she said where's the place you go to in london which serves food filling and delicious enough to contentedly fill you up but also not so heavy that you won't want to have sex until boxing day ah <laughs> i know what she means though, you know <laughs> when you have a meal that's just like so heavy yeah, you and feel you're like, like roll me home you're like i never want to eat again um where would you Don't say touch me. so where would you say if you want to be filled up but not um overly so i really like senor ceviche peruvian uh, in kingly court and there's one on charlotte street it's sharing plates um although the last time i did go i did eat quite a lot mm. but it's really nice they do pachamama pork ribs p- pork belly it sounds really heavy but it, it actually is not that heavy it's mm. really peruvian really... flavors are, are, are quite light and yeah. I, they're, they're not very carb heavy peruvian other than no. quinoa you don't get like a side of mash so no and they do really good ceviche as well light great would recommend cool sounds good i love somewhere called jinkichi it's in Hampstead. um it's very authentic the staff aren't particularly polite which gives it really adds to the authenticity of the place like they really don't care if you're there or not um the sushi is unbelievable like so good the best spice of tuna rolls like they mince the tuna so it's like very very soft in the mouth and it's honestly one of my favorite places to go and it's filling but it's not too heavy and i reckon you could still fornicate afterwards brilliant <laughs> and on that note i don't know if i've ever heard someone use the word fornicate i was worried because my mum listens to this podcast <laughs> and i didn't want to get in trouble sorry Suze. um again if you have any questions do tweet us at the underscore at show and we'll aim to answer them in next week's podcast exactly thank you so much for tuning in guys i've been angelica and i've been alicia and this has been the at You've been listening to The AT. For more of the best things to do in London and beyond, visit abouttimemagazine.co.uk or follow us at About Time Mag. This has been a candy store production for About Time Magazine, hosted by Angelica Malin and Alicia Grimshaw and produced by Van Connor. Spirit Body by Ketzer appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit ketzermusic.com for more, with recording facilities in partnership with Jova London. Head to jovalondon.com for more information.